Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have uh, Chief Joe Boney, who is the uh, Chief of Police, Chief of, of Fire Fire for the City of Blacks. I said that in the first segment. I know what it is. I just I just have that in my head for some reason. That happens every now and then. But uh, but Chief. I, I didn't mention to you, this to you off the air, but I was actually a paramedic at one time in my life. I went to University of Alabama in Birmingham, became an advanced paramedic, worked at Mobile Medic for a period of time, was in pre-med. And uh, my goal was to be an emergency room physician. And because of my experience as a, as a paramedic, I realized that wasn't going to fit my personality very well. I'd probably be dead by now, to be quite honest with you, because I'm, you know, type A personality. You know, I, I want to know all the elements. And to be a really good doctor, you have to take a leap of faith. And um, I changed to business and sort of the rest is history. But I have a tremendous respect for first responders. I just have always had a tremendous respect for first responders. So um, I've had several uh, chiefs of police on. I, I just believe, you know, and I just believe that what you guys do is so incredibly important to the community. And when you've got great leaders in, in, in these key positions like yourself, it's not only we can not only rest at night knowing that we've got a good leader in that position, but we can also be inspired by their story. So let's take let's go back in time just a bit. You grew up in Biloxi. Tell me about that. Well, I, I was born in, born in Biloxi, uh, raised on Back Bay, on Raynard Street in Back Bay. Um, went to school, Catholic school, uh, St. John's on Back Bay. That was that. My life was centered around uh, the Back Bay of Biloxi. Uh, my father's business was there. We went to church there, went to school there. Um, and then Hurricane Camille hit in 1969 and virtually destroyed our home. Um, my family decided to move to... Uh, Ocean Springs. Yeah, I was nine years old at the time, and I can recall crying the whole way over when we went when we made the the move over. And my mom said, "I wish you would stop crying." She said, "What are you crying about?" I said, "I don't want to leave Biloxi. I don't want to leave my friends." And she said, "Well, I'll tell you what. When you graduate from high school, you can move back to Biloxi." And I'm here to tell you, the day I graduated from high school, I moved back to Biloxi and have lived here ever since and love it. So it, it got in your blood. When did you determine that um, the fire department is where you wanted to have your career? Uh, at a young age, I was. I, I, we would hear the fire truck coming from Back Bay Fire Station, and it was an old, old truck, and it was noisy. And every time that truck would come down Raynard Street, I'd run out to the fence and watch it go by. Uh, later on, our our uh, our scoutmaster was the uh, was was one of the employees there at the fire station, Norby Lloyd. Uh, he was also my little league baseball coach, uh, so I kind of hung around the station a little bit. But when I moved to Ocean Springs, I kind of I kind of left that behind and forgot about it until one day I was 23 years old and I just just got married a little couple years before. And I told my wife that I 
I thought I wanted to be a fireman. And, and uh, she said, well, I think that's something you need to try. And, and so I did. And uh, it's been in, been there ever since. <laughs> well, you became the youngest battalion chief. Um, when you became the uh, battalion chief, you were the youngest to date. And um, um, you haven't missed a day of work in over 30 years. So what? Tell me about that. Well, I, you know, I, I love the job. I, I love coming to work. I love the interaction. You know, it's not like sitting in an office. Uh, you, you never know what's going to happen from day to day. Uh, you know, every day is different. There's good days. There's bad days. I mean, I can tell you some days that I, I wished I could just crawl under under a rock, you know, after seeing and doing what I did. But uh, that's part of, that's that's part of the life. And you have to learn how to process those things. And I did. I think I did pretty good about that. I, I'm very fortunate. I have a, a great family, my wife and my wife, Nancy, and my daughters and my granddaughters. And they they uh, they take good care of me on, when I'm at home. And, and I have <laughs> to say that's a big part of, of getting through this job. Hey, but, man, behind every good man, there's an amazing woman. You know, that, I believe that to my core. I, I, I married uh, uh, Annette Bahanovich and Pete Bahanovich's daughter, uh, um, Anne. And uh, so I married into the Croatian clan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm so glad that I did. I mean, Anne, Anne makes me the, the man I am today. I know you feel the same way. Absolutely. So um, where, did your, where did your drive you know, you continue to to move forward. You you continue to advance. You know, again, not missing a day of work. That's amazing, in and of itself. Where did your drive though to to want to help other communities come from? Because you just have this history of doing that. Well, I, I truly believe that that came out of my experiences with Hurricane Katrina, and what uh, what I experienced after Hurricane Katrina. It, I can see the evolution there. What it it did to drive me. I met people during that time that that changed my life um, uh, at a time when I when I needed to be my life needed to be adjusted. You know, um, so I would have to say Katrina. So uh, you know, I talk about the Calvary came. The Calvary did come, and on my show, probably. I mean, any time we talk about Katrina or any time we talk about needs in the community, I can't help but use the old George Bush. Uh, quote the thousand points of light because we saw that didn't we we saw you met some incredible people like for, like for example new york and the opportunity to to reciprocate there talk talk more about that wow um <laughs> we met some we met some really incredible people uh from all over the country and actually all over the world uh we had some gentlemen that came from japan that that wanted to learn you know, uh, the lessons we learned from Katrina and, and I spent some time with them. Um, but the, I met a gentleman, um, his name is Steve Gerard. He, he, he came from a small town in New Sharon, Iowa. Um, he came down with a crew of guys and, and they, they wanted to help firefighters and, and first responders. And, I, I, I hadn't met him before this time, but when I got home 17, 15, 17 days after Katrina, the first time I got to go home, I got home and, and, and we still had no power or anything, but, but I had a generator on my back porch. I had the trees were taken off of my roof and there was a, a, an air conditioner in my window of my bedroom so I could actually sleep uh, in air condition. 
and and I'm told that them guys were the ones that that did that. And you cannot imagine what what impact that had on me because I knew I couldn't provide for my family at a time when they needed it. And these people stepped up and did it. And that's what uh, that's what affected me. Since then, uh, I called Chief Gerard to thank him uh, months later and and told him that if he if you know if he ever did that again, I wanted to be part of it. And uh, just so happened, the first one was uh, uh, Hurricane Sandy uh, up in New York, and he called me and he said, "Look, we're going." And I said, "I'm coming." And we did. Three of us packed a truck and 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 we went up to New York and spent two weeks working. In New York, and the the uh, gosh, you know, you think FDNY, them guys have everything there, you know, they're they're set, but them guys had no clue what they were facing. Uh, we we met we met a young man who who was uh, actually on the stairs of his home. His home was gutted out, and and he was sitting on the stairs with a gun in his hand, uh, uh, contemplating suicide because he couldn't provide for his family. Um, and and these are, this is the FDNY, the biggest and the best fire department in the country. And these guys were, were rocked to their knees, the ones that were affected by it. And we, got, we were so privileged to be able to go in and help them guys uh, and, and spend two weeks with them. Um, because they came after Hurricane Katrina and spent a year down here, coming down here, and helping us, uh, and and so we were we were able to to reciprocate on that, and it, it was just the experience is unbelievable. It's just amazing to me. You went you went to Oklahoma. We did uh, after the tornadoes. We went to Oklahoma. Uh, it's it's funny because uh, on a lot of these trips, when we first started, we had no way of figuring out how to set up logistics, where we were going to stay, what we were going to do. So. Uh, we finally, uh, you know, we went to Oklahoma. We had no idea what we were going to be faced with. We hadn't made any contacts there. Uh, we did finally make a contact with a, a, a high school coach. He put us in the, uh, in the uh, gymnasium at, at the high school. That's where we stayed. Uh, we worked after that, oh gosh, many days after that, uh, just cleaning debris and, and stuff off people's property and stuff. It's amazing. It's uh, <clears throat> you learn a lot about you learn a lot about um, it's a small world, don't you? When you go do th- stuff like that. Yeah, and 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 that's a you know that's a big thing. Of we went down to Rockport, uh, Texas after uh, to that hurricane there. Gosh, they've all come together. I don't even remember them a lot of the names anymore but we spent some good time in rockport texas helping first responders and and uh and then uh, we went to uh we went to uh, uh port st joe after after hurricane michael and, and did some work over there we've been to, down to venice louisiana uh, gosh we've been let's North do this Carolina. let's do this chief this is the fire chief from the city of Biloxi, uh, Joe bon- Boney. Uh, when we come back after the break, I want to dive a little bit deeper into how Hurricane Katrina changed him as a person and a leader. We'll be back after this break. You can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. 